talking about it, living into it, uh, living into God's love for us. And uh, the scripture of John 3.16 talks about this love for God, God's love for us. So let's uh, share this verse again. Let's read it together, okay? God loved the world that he gave his one only son, that whoever believes shall not perish, but have eternal life. God's love for you, and he was one only son. Last week we did talk about finding lost things or looking for lost things we don't know that are lost. And I thought today's word for us is to wrestle with is the word fear. We are fearful of a lot of things. There's a lot of fears in the world. Fears of physical violence, but also emotional fears. Let's wrestle with that word fear just for a moment and begin to say, what, what does fear have to do with love? Because it, when, I, when I read scripture, when I think, see things of great value that are moved forward, a lot of times angels say, messengers say, even Jesus says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, for what I'm about to tell you is, is glorious news. Are you fearful? Do you see chaos all around you? The angel says, do not be afraid. Over and over again, we hear those words ringing true. Do not be afraid. Well, how can we not be afraid? Well, I see three things happening here for us, and it's because of a love gift. And so, if you would, with me here on the outline, we'll start at the end and begin to, it's a work my way back, but the, what I hope to accomplish at the end of my message today is maybe one thing for you, three things for you, or at least beginning to consider what beginnings you want to make. I felt God in my heart conveying the message today is that is there a person among us that maybe has not made a decision for Jesus Christ? Today, I ask Jesus Christ to be my Savior and accept the love gift of eternal life. I would like to talk to Pastor Kurt and know what my next step will be. Maybe that's the love gift you're considering this morning. God's speaking to you, don't be afraid. Or maybe the end might be this. I will accept Jesus' command to love others and pray with a neighbor, friend, or stranger who has a spiritual need. Now, God has given us tools of prayer, and we're going to be praying for different people here at the altar. But you are a tool of God's love. And maybe in this message, you have a person in your mind that may that person may come to you and you may offer a word of prayer. Not deep theological thoughts. But just, I care for you, let me pray for you. Invoking the name of Jesus. Maybe saying, God, help this person not be afraid. That could be you at the end of this message. And the third and final one is part of Trinity Church and our facility here, is I will make an eternal impact for the next generation by making donations to the Legacy Project through my Christmas offering. Eternal impact. That's what the church is really all about, is making eternal impact. Not just make the church look pretty, make one another happier. 
lifelong things. Not just for one person or one group of people, but for generations of people for, for an eternal impact. Maybe at the end of this message, you see yourself in this place and want to make an eternal impact. Let's begin looking at the first thought and idea for us this morning is truly around uh, God's love and the love of the, of the eternal Son, Jesus Christ. You heard uh, the kids read the scriptures, and one of the first verses is this one God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So, perfect love casts out fear. So the more that we embody God's love, it transforms people's lives. Now here's a thought. God is much kinder and gentler than you think. Let's put that on a scale. Oh, I know God loves me this much, this much, this much. I believe God is kind. God is kinder and gentler than you can ever think of. And we're talking about God's love, not human love. In human love, or phileo love, or brotherly love, don't we sometimes hurt one another? Even, I love you, but somehow in that love we hurt one another. What I see when God says God is love, I see it much deeper, much more passion, much more filling. That that goes beyond anything you think of. That's why the angels would say, "Don't be afraid. God is love. I'm giving you good news. It's going to change your world. It's going to turn you upside down. But but God is love. I am so glad that God made love." God so loved the world that he gave his one and only, his one and only. Maybe your family, you have one child, one and only child. The king family you have four. Or you think of it this way, is that what do you what do you have with that one of? Don't you treasure that one and only? much more than the others you have multiples of. I wrestle with that one line over and over every Christmas season. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. One and only. We have a lot of things we're attached to. The one and only. We're going to hold it close to our heart. We're not going to let go of it. Yes, it could be uh, a thing, but that, that one item brings all kinds of emotions to us. It just fills us with love when we, when we hold that item. It's my one and only. That's how God showed love for humanity. He's going to take one shot. It's in one human being. Jesus Christ, God's one and only. And He created the Son. God made love. When you go to the doctor and 
and the doctor gives you a prescription. So, okay, yeah, I can, I'll take that prescription for a particular ailment or whatever it is. But you may think, no, you know, that's, that's probably what the doctor would prescribe. But I think this might work better. Have you ever done that before, too, where that, uh, the doctor prescribes this? But, you know, I've been talking to a few friends, and then maybe this might be better for me. God keeps saying, this is the one and only prescription. God made love to eliminate the fear in your life. What that? God made love, God made Jesus the one and only to eliminate fear. Or how about this? Instead of eliminating it, you stand strong in the midst of fear. But God made love. It's an eternal source. And it's an eternal son. I think the love gift is more than just uh, the eternal son, Jesus. The love gift is of eternal life. Experiencing eternal life instead of mortality. Or at the end, nothing else after that. Humanity is unlike any love you can imagine. So we see that God's love is kinder and gentler, but I think also God's love is unlike anything else. Unlike anything else. And during this Christmas season, Jesus gives us the Son, the baby Jesus, as a sign, as a gift of God's love, God's grace, God's salvation. Are you living in fear? Are you carrying such a weight in your life? A bag of rocks, burdens, sin, that you like to get rid of? That you free from? Eternal life is given to us through the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son, so that we experience freedom. And you can't do this yourself. Salvation cannot be experienced on your own. You need the one and only. You need the gift of Jesus Christ. To experience salvation, say, God, I'm a broken person. I'm carrying these sins, these burdens, these fears, and God, I ask you to take them away. And Jesus takes that sin and covers it in forgiveness. Covers it in his body. And I see, he says, you are forgiven. I see sin no more. Do not be afraid. You are forgiven. That's the gift of salvation. Maybe this morning it's truly you want to experience a love unlike any others. God, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I do repent. And as I repent, I turn to you. So I have a relationship with you. And God, I can rely totally upon your name, upon your love. Do your work in my heart. That I may experience this eternal life. Amen. Simple as that. Releasing of that burden, that sin, so that you experience salvation. If we were to talk to theologians, they have invoked the word incarnation. Not reincarnation, but incarnation. 
Christmas is about incarnation. Incarnation is God becoming what he's not in order that we might become what he is. Andy shared that with me earlier this week. Man, that is deep. I, that is really good. I told Andy, if I share this with the congregation, I'm going to unpack it just a little bit. Incarnation is, is Jesus. Human being brought into the world. God into the world. God perfect. God divine. And God comes into the world and puts limits on himself. Becoming what he's not. Living among us. Feeling hungry. Feeling thirsty. Feeling hurt. Physical hurt. Aching of muscles. But this Jesus who lives among us, God becoming what he's not, shows us how to be what God wants us to be. So God lives among us, dwells among us, to raise us up so we can be like Jesus Christ, be like God, experiencing eternal life. To me, that is the one part of the incarnation that I understand. Or Richard Niehaus says it this way, Incarnation is the way of love that stoops so low to lift so high. That stoops so low to lift so high. What was the lowest place on, in humanity on Christmas morning? It was a baby Jesus in a manger. That was the lowest place. That was the most vulnerable point of a child. The most humble place in a manger, in a stable, in the most unlikely of places. That was the lowest moment to show humanity, you and I, that we can be lifted up. That we can be like, like God, like Jesus Christ. So we experience eternal life. Well, another way of saying that is God made love in human form. We just made that known, but it's not out there somewhere. It's in human form. In the name of Jesus. And this Jesus is offered to each one of us. And all we have to do is say, yes, I need your love. Deliver me from my fears. Where are you today? How's it with your soul, John was going to say? Is this going to be a, a good Christmas for you? Do you have hope? Are you experiencing love? Do you know that you can experience eternal life and not just think about it or ponder or give it to someone else or see it in someone else? You too can have this peace. That's a gift of salvation. It's God's love gift of eternal life. And the final love gift is, is a whole package. The love gift of making an eternal impact. Using 1 John 4, 21. And Jesus has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Love humanity. Love those right around you. Love the neighbor, stranger, and friend. Love the person who's just like you in, in human form. Love one another. In John Wesley's writings, 
with his book or letter, or I guess it was the character of a Methodist. And from the lines, he writes this about what a Methodist is. Methodists want to do good in every possible way for body and soul. Body and soul. In other places, he says the body part is to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to, to visit the sick and those who are in prison. Just what the scripture says. To be physically a part of people's lives and help transform them in a physical way. But he goes on and says it's also a matter of the soul. It's awakening those who sleep in death. Awakening those who sleep in death. And that's why we're in February thinking about how we can have a fresh awakening part of Trinity Church in February 9th, 10th, 11th of 2018. Of how, how, we, how we can awaken ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit that, that maybe that we are walking as dead people and we ask God to, to bring us back to life, the fresh awakening. But John Wesley goes on and says, and bring the awakening to the cross to get peace. That's powerful. He so said, I'm willing to walk alongside you to the cross, to where the eternal sun is, to where eternal life is, where you can make an eternal impact to allow you to have peace in the midst of your fear. And finally, Wesley says, and show that love in good works. Love me, your brothers and sisters. Well, how I'd like to say is this. When you accept love, when God made love, God made you uniform, you accept this love, you accept the call to share love with others. You accept it. Her on the radio, um, well, maybe a few weeks ago, but there was this, uh, this gentleman talking to an arborist, and uh, the fellow asked the arborist, he said, when is the best time to uh, plant a tree? When's the best time to plant a tree? And the arborist said, 30 years ago. <laughs> okay. When, when is the second best time to plant a tree? He said today. Um, I have this hickory nut. The reason I have this one is because it came from my dad's hickory tree. And uh, he got his original seed or nut from Eastern Kentucky, where he lived and brought it up to here in Ross County. And there's one corner of, a, of what we call maple moraine, which has a lot of maple trees, that's what we call it that, but uh, the corner, he thought it was important important and back in 1977 to plant a hickory tree I'm taller than that. Now today, if you see, see a hickory tree, it's, it's, it's a pretty large hickory tree. Every year I get hickory nuts. I mean, in the buttholes. One year, Annie tried to make a hickory, hickory pie. It took forever just to crack the nut. If I take them now, because the squirrels love them, I mean, just take them up one right after another. Might say that did the right thing 30 years ago or so, and uh, 
planting a hickory tree for the benefit of, of a home, for people, for humanity. Thinking about others. So the second best time to plant trees today. What about you today? Boy, sure, I wish I said yes to Jesus Christ 30 years ago. Wow, I should have said love or talked love to that person just the other day. Well, yeah, you could have. Yes, you should have. But isn't today what we're talking about? Isn't the future what we're talking about? Isn't what God's doing us today what we're talking about? Are we anticipating Jesus Christ to do a new thing on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning? It's not what we're talking about today. We feel so guilty that we didn't plant the seed 30 years ago. But the question is just as relevant today. The harvest is true. Today is a good day to plant a tree. God made love to be an eternal impact. An eternal one. God's love speaks through you. We can't wait for someone else. It's up to you. God's love speaks through you. So how is God calling you today? Today is a good day. Plant the seed of salvation. Today's a good day. Today's the best day. Are you thinking about it? Do you want to make day Christmas begin Christmas in a whole new way? Plant the seed of salvation with the eternal Son, Jesus Christ. Talk to me after church. Talk to me on the phone. Talk to me in email. I'm here. I'm ready. I want to help you take the next step. Not the multiple steps. Just the next step. How's God in your heart? Or maybe God's called you through today's message to, to accept the command to love others. Neighbor, friend, stranger. There's multiple ways that God because our hearts planting seeds today. Multiple ways. Maybe by checking that one little box. You don't want to make anything knows about it. Because you're going to see tomorrow with new eyes. You're going to see it in a whole new way. And you're going to see a person. You're going to see a single mother or a single father. You're going to find some way to spiritually help. Go find a way. God provide a way. Maybe the final way is that's uh, making an eternal impact is by uh, I make a donation to the Lego project for the remodeled second floor and uh, restrooms downstairs in the hospitality area. Um, I put, uh, I asked Lois to put our letters together. This is our Christmas letter that's when we mailed out on Monday. It has your names on more than likely and everything. But you might say these are seeds. Just, uh, Asking the question, would you consider? Just, just consider. Just think about it. 
Would, would you consider about making an internal impact by making a donation to the Legacy Project? And during our prayer time, I just want to pray over the lips. Just pray over the God, speak, work. God works in all kinds of ways. God plants seeds in all kinds of ways. And this is just this is one way to make an impact, the internal impact for the future generations. I'm glad that uh, Dad planted that tree. The squirrel was glad. Every year he asked me, Kurt, you want some more again? Oh, okay, Dad, I'll take it. Oh, let you There's abundance there. That's one thing I haven't said. God is a God of abundance. God is not a God of scarcity. Abundance. So, we shared this video last week. So, some of you may do here and seen the video, but this is a, a video that actually describes what the Legacy Project is all about. And it's also in the letter that has more